This is Why We Run. My name is Beth Baker, and I interview runners while we're actually running about life struggles and, well, why we run. We chat and share the tune of our footsteps, heavy breathing, and our laughter. Lots and lots of laughter. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah, no. I, I did actually run a whole mile the other day. Oh, great. Okay. As a part of CrossFit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this whole cancer thing, like, really, like, it's actually the physical stuff has been the hardest part. It really? Just getting back into it and, like, trusting my body to do it. Okay. Our second part of our Cancer Survivor Runner series is Kelly. Kelly and I have known each other for like since our kids were babies and she was in the stroller fitness industry when I was as well. She was super helpful and generous with her knowledge. Um, and then when I started my certification program, she was also a lawyer and an educator for college, um, a professor, they call them. <laughs> and uh, she was instrumental in helping me, giving me feedback and uh, making sure I was on the right track with everything. She found, um, found out she had cancer through social media, and I kind of reached out to see how she's doing, and um, I was excited to interview her. Uh, she's been cancer-free since January, and she is very generous, again, with all of her information and what she's going through, and she also talks about motherhood, too. Here's Kelly. One day, we're going to run. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, one more we thing. Can just walk. Power walk. Oh, yeah. God. Why we power? Why we power? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you on your 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 cancer journey? What do you call um, it? I don't know. Journey, I guess maybe a journey. Um, I am through all the rough stuff. Okay. I had surgery, made it through radiation. Surgery, so, um, mastectomy? No, lumpectomy. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a really difficult decision, actually. Okay. And so your prognosis is what? Mm, my prognosis is really good. Okay. I mean, caught it super early. Um, you know, cancer-free since January 19th is my official day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of monitoring and hoping, crossing fingers. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a journey, though. <laughs> Unexpected detour. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like one of those. I mean, I had nothing what you had. I had a lumpectomy, but it was benign. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I had like a six month, or I guess it's four months. Um, hey, we found something that's benign. Hey, we found something that's benign. So I had like, uh, what was it? Six biopsies. Oh, wow. God, those are brutal too. They're so bad. Yeah. And then waiting. Yeah. And then, but I mean, and I had like I said, no idea what the word, you know, the, the C word, you know, feels like. Yeah. But I feel like I got a taste of it. The C word wasn't super scary, actually. So I don't have family history of breast cancer, but my mom has had uh, kidney cancer for like 23 years. So, oh, wow. yeah, on and off. And, you know, there's kind of always something lurking. Um, so I think... You know, not that I would wish that on anybody, but in some ways it really demystified. Like, I knew that this wasn't like a death sentence. Oh, or, great. Okay. So that oh. was good. Huh. It was really helpful for the kids because they also knew that it wasn't a death sentence. Okay. You know, they've seen my mom, like, be on medication and have surgery and, you know, and it's just kind of like, okay, what's the next step? Yeah. So 
in some ways the C word wasn't scary. I think what was hard was um, just all the decisions. Like, do you do a lumpectomy or a mastectomy or a double mastectomy or, you know, do you do genetic testing or not? Do you, you know, radiation or not? I mean, they tell you that, you know, certainly you have choice. You don't have to do radiation. But I mean, like, you know, the doctor's recommending it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and then just kind of um, recognizing that, uh, you know, my cells were pretty aggressive. And the what ifs will get you. Like, yeah. what if I hadn't made my screening mammogram at 40? Yeah. What if I had waited another two years? Yeah. What if it comes back, yeah. you know? So that's a little bit. That eats at you a little bit. Yeah. And so how the whole, like, when... How did you process it when it, when you heard it? Heard it and <laughs> um, how much... I, I mean... Instead of all the wine was consumed. Oh, gosh, so much wine. <laughs> um, I think in the moment I thought I was processing it really well yeah <laughs> you know thinking like okay one step at a time I yeah I, and in hindsight I was a wreck yeah <laughs> I was so fragile so so fragile it's just like my my thing was with it again nothing to compare mind to you but it was this like childhood defense mechanism where I was like I'm gonna be okay yeah I'm not gonna let anybody tell you I'm not gonna be a burden on anybody yep I'm gonna take care of it I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work out so well. Like, I don't ask for help nope. very well. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So did you, so what's changed now that you um, passed the marker? You mean in like personality? Yeah. <laughs> I still don't ask for help very well. Um, I think one of the things that was really impactful, and I had actually started seeing a therapist right before my diagnosis. Oh, good. Um, but... Working with her to really take care of myself. Oh. Like, if I'm not going to ask for help, if that's really hard, then how do I really do self-care? I mean, I'm so good at managing everything for everybody else. Right. Um, when I was moving kind of away from running, it was so hard for me to, like... I was so fragile, and running is where I fall apart. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. Oh, oh, talk, talk, say yeah. I don't, I don't cry very easily. Um, but running, it could be a perfectly good day, and two miles in, I will be just sobbing. It's like where I get vulnerable. Yeah. And I mean, partly physical, but partly, I'm sure, just not wanting to face that fragility. Do you have a, an example, like a specific run that you have in your head? Oh, this one that we're on? Oh. <laughs> um, I run this loop a lot. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it could be something with work or something with my kids. Or, yeah. You know, and I just, I just fall apart and it's okay. You know, it's like where I, oh, I know. let <laughs> myself fall apart. You're and then by something. the time I get home, I am fine. Yeah. But yeah, during treatment, I um, I did a lot of yoga because that was approachable. It was not easy, but I could go, and it kept me moving, but in a way that felt safe. Okay. 
know? Yeah. I wasn't having to, you know, there's somebody talking you through it. I wasn't having to be up in my head for three miles about yeah. everything I was dealing with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was hard for me to run. I have really... And that was that the reason you, you didn't like running because of the rawness of it? I think that's part of it. Okay. And part of it too is radiation like chars your skin. I mean, literally chars okay. it. So recovering from surgery, you know, the idea of jostling your chest uh-huh. is challenging. So that was hard. Okay. But then radiation, like couldn't wear a sports bra because it just would pull at the skin oh God. and it would be all cracked and stuff. It was already so raw and tender. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely there were physical components to running was just hard. Yeah. And then, you know, as you get further and further away from it, feeling further and further like out of shape and being like, oh, well, one more day won't matter. Yeah. You know, and then a, a week and a month go by. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The emotion was a part of it too. Okay. That's interesting. When I started running like ages ago, um, I'd never loved running. I grew up swimming and running was always such a chore for me. And finally I'm like, Oh God, like, come on, let's just figure this out. Come on, Kelly. Yeah. Right. And so what did I do? I signed up for a marathon. Yeah. Because like, that's how you, that's how you, that's how you love running. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, right? Like, I'm like, man, (laughs) the only I was able to like meet myself at like, let's start with a 5k. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you are easier than yourself now? Oh. Are you working on it? I'm working on it. Great. I think you're pretty awesome. Thanks. I think you're pretty awesome too. I just think that, well, just for myself, having you help me so much <laughs> because I know I how fucked up and unorganized I am. <laughs> My bar is quite low, which allows me the freedom to do fun stuff without a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. But you were really nice to me. It's so funny. Like, I actually... I don't have any problems making a fool out of myself in front of other people. Like, I'm never worried about failing mm-hmm. because I'm worried about whether what other people think. Like, that actually is so far. Yeah. It's always just about, like, but I know that I can. Yeah. And why am I not? Got it. Okay. You know? Is it that when, in the, when like, so going back into running, did you have, like, a veil of... Oh, gosh, yes. There? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> like, you know, I run four marathons, like nothing fast or anything. But I was definitely like, why can't I just go for a loop in the park? Yeah. When that used to be like a short, easy 30 minute run. Yeah. And suddenly I'm like walking all the time yeah. and dying on the hills and 20 pounds heavier yeah. and lots of self doubt about and this is before or after the cancer oh this is um after the cancer i mean a little bit before yeah um but yeah i think you know you you always have this vision of like what runners should look like 
like, oh, I'm like, oh, so I you never have... look that way. I'm like struggling and pronating. Pronating is a thing. Yeah. Because um, uh, I hear that. Yeah, I hear that from my clients all the time. Like, I don't look like a runner. And you've been in the industry. Yeah. And you know better. Not I know. To, I totally not, know better. Not to shame you. No, no. But I do. You're right. <laughs> I'm going to totally judge you now, Kelly. <laughs> That's right. That's what you need. Judgey McJudgers. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah. It's so funny. Like, it's so easy for me to, like, tell that to other people. Mm-hmm. But, man, you know, also when you're in the industry, like, you're surrounded by really fit people. Yeah. And I was so fit when I was, like more involved in the industry okay so, I just, I hate kids what's that i'm like i hate kids <laughs> so what's going on is it like, do, yeah. do you want to talk about that no not really okay. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean actually we can't okay we're in a holding pattern right now because kelly has just stated that she hates kids and i wanted to go back and explain what is going on right now because she loves kids and she has two kids um when women uh, have uh, babies and sometimes their bladders aren't as secure as they'd like to be, um, we have um, bladder problems and sometimes when we run it, we pee ourselves and it happens to me, it happens to a lot of women I know, a lot of mothers and um, so that's what's happening right now and we decided to just um, talk about it because it's part of being a mom and nobody talks about it. So that's what's happening right now. I think... Um, one of the things that I really have wanted to do with motherhood is like not be so damn secretive about it. That's that my whole point of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Like, God, like this was not in the brochure. Yeah. So, um, I have a sling procedure uh-huh. scheduled in December. Great. Yes. I, it's funny because I have been like kind of putting it off for a long time. For years. I mean, my youngest is 11. So, and every time I go running, I'm like, you know, not too much coffee, yeah. empty the bladder, Five times. can't drink too much water. I'm like, I just want to go running without making a mess of myself. Yeah. And so finally, um, got it on the calendar. I actually had it on the calendar before my diagnosis oh gosh and then i was like okay well yeah let's let's hold one thing at a time um and so i'm really excited about it i mean i'm anxious because you know lots of moving parts and yeah you know not guaranteed all that stuff but um yeah they don't tell you duh i feel like they they should tell you (laughs) i feel like this should be a thing I'll have a run where it's not a problem. I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe. Yeah. This maybe is I figured it out. <laughs> oh man. Anything else you want to say about running or about running or cancer or cancer, cancer or motherhood or, um, gosh, I don't know. What is there to say about running and cancer and motherhood? Um, <laughs> I miss running. Yeah. What do you miss about it? I miss this. I miss being, you know, just kind of alone in nature. Uh-huh. Um, I loved when I was marathon training, I loved getting up early and running before it was light because you could like put in 10 miles before the sun comes up. I don't know. It was very cathartic in a lot of ways. I love that. I miss that. You'll get back. 
Yeah, I don't and you'll find something new. That's the thing, is that you'll love something new about it. Yeah. Are you great? What are you grateful for right now? Oh, I. Ooh, so many things. You know, this is so, like low hanging fruit, but I am so grateful for outstanding healthcare. Oh my god! I've been keeping a tally. Yeah. Of how much my treatments would cost, and we're very fortunate we've got really good healthcare. But fuck, like people should have access to this, right? You and know, like you had choices. So many choices. I'm grateful that I saw my parents. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, totally. That's a good one. See your kids grow up too. Yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Um, even though they live down south, they come up quite a bit. That's great. Um, How did they handle the whole cancer thing? I guess mom, um, mom has it, so. Yeah, it was actually, telling them was so hard. Yeah. Um, my brother lives in Australia with his wife, and my parents were visiting him at the time, and so I got the news, I was sitting at a coffee shop in Green Lake, actually, <laughs> and the radiologist called me and told me on the phone that they found cancer, and it was about 4.30 Seattle time in the afternoon, and I knew I had a limited window. Yeah to get a hold of my parents before my brother went to work and they don't have, you know, they're just on the cell phones, right? Yeah. So I called my brother or I messaged him and I said, my brother and I are super close. Um, I was like, you know, are you home? It's like 6.30. He's like, I'm at the gym. I said, I need you to go home. And, you know, I need to talk to mom and dad. And oh God. Um, that was really hard. How come? Because, think? um, because I think as a mom, yeah, it would be devastating to hear that, yeah, and know that I can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But there should come a warning label. You know, might cry. Aww. Um, yeah, it was really hard. You know, with them to worry. Yeah, yeah. Help them. When I knew that, like, I was waking them up, and we always kind of have this joke. Yeah, especially my dad being a first responder. Oh like, my god! Yeah, nothing good happens when the phone rings at yeah. seven o'clock in the morning. Like nothing. Yeah. And so my brother got home and he messaged me. He says, "You know, I woke up, Dad. I'll call you in a minute." I think they handled it pretty well, though. Yeah. I mean, mostly. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was fun. Super- Hopefully, <laughs> like you got something to oh, knit together. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, and it's except when I'm like, I hear everybody's stories. And right. I forget that no one tells anybody else. Yeah, so that's I don't, true. I don't yeah. think of this. I mean, I know you'll be fine. I, mean, I know you'll be fine. Um, yeah. So it's hopefully it's, it's helpful for somebody. Though. When you say like no one. Thank you so much for listening. I had a great time doing these, and I really want to thank Kelly and Karen for opening up their stories and their hearts to let me interview them. I also want to invite you guys to check out my social media. Um, it's at Why We Run Two on Twitter and on Instagram. And if you want to do me as total solid, if you want to go to iTunes and write a review, share it with your friends, tell people that's how we get more listeners. And I love that. And also, if you are interested in becoming a Running Evolution coach, we have an online program at coachrunningevolution.com. And you can uh, learn how to coach new runners and have fun and change some lives. 
I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks and have a great week. Bye.